I find it disconcerting. There will be an appropriate time and a place to review policy. What does this rapporteur even do? The Liberals and Conservatives want to play a political game and score points. I think it's pretty self-explanatory. You're actually sharing half of the story. Lies, lies, Let's lies, get yeah. the other half of the story, and uh, that's where we get it from Tom Korski, managing editor over at Black Lives Reporter. Hello, Mr. Tom Korski. Hi, Alex. Greg was wondering if you wear penny loafers. Do you wear penny loafers? <laughs> yeah, he nailed it. I just... <laughs> <laughs> he said, I, I envision him in penny loafers, like on his boat. And I'm like, yeah, no, no. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> no, I, it's uncanny, really. <laughs> I don't think he has time for that boat. Um, any thoughts on um, the uh, board uh, of the Trudeau Foundation stepping down? Yeah, guess, guess who the biggest investor is in that outfit? Uh, John Q. Sucker, taxpayer, $125 <laughs> million. Never been audited. Not subject to access to information. Even MPs can't find out what happened. This was supposed to be, uh, believe it or not, this was set up by Parliament with $125 million endowment, taxpayer dollars, to be a kind of like a Rhodes Scholarship program for Canada. It's audit time, Alex. That's enough of that. When you have the entire board and the president CEO resign because they couldn't take heed for accepting what appeared to be a highly suspicious $200,000 grant from a Chinese contractor. That's enough of that. That's your money. Mm. Honestly, it's not a private foundation. It's not just private donors from interesting, colorful characters. That's your money. I guess it's a good uh, thing that Mr. Johnston became the rapporteur because he was on that board. He'd have to uh, walk away. Oh, look at the list of uh, mentors in the Trudeau Foundation. It is a it is a long, long uh, nonpartisan. Yeah, I don't think so, McGee. Lots and lots of liberal friendly people there. It's uh, honestly, honestly, well, it's just 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 bring in the auditors. Yeah, that would be nice. I would have done that a long time ago. But I guess we'll see what the prime minister says uh, at the noon hour. Um, let's talk a little bit about uh, some of the things that you guys have dug up. And this one comes to us from the Department of Finance, which uh, I think explains that um, we all something that we all know and that is you know inflation food inflation high interest rates this is going to be uh, you know our pain for years to come and uh, there's a sense of pessimism about the future apparently going well into 2025 according to their report yeah, for years alex this is very dangerous and it's compelling and it's it, it it makes you feel sad and angry because you can see that Canadians feel sad and angry. These this is ordinary people responding to commission surveys by the Department of Finance, as you mentioned. What do they say? They say, I don't know if my kids are gonna be able to afford to live around here. They say, I don't know how I'm gonna be able to afford retirement. They say I, I'm going to feel upset going to the grocery store for the next two years. Alex, for those of us who are non-Indigenous, I mean, why did our people come to this country? It wasn't to shovel snow and pay taxes. The whole point is more, more, a better standard of living, a better education for your children. We have more comforts of a rich life in a G7 country. That's the whole point. And that's when that starts getting chipped away, that's a widow maker if you're in politics. Politics, and the Fed should be watching that. And I don't think there are. Yeah, no, I mean, there's a sense of um, they just don't get it. And I think a lot of people are, are saying, look, you just don't understand the realities uh, of what's facing the average Canadian, because that would actually it, it would require them, Tom, to look outside the big urban centers where they're only worried about the votes, whether it's downtown, to, you know, Montreal or Toronto or, you know, they got to start looking at the country as a whole to see um, the divisions, but the, the pain. Oh, no, absolutely. And, and it's just his core. 
right? I mean, you and I have said, when you stand there in the spaghetti aisle, honestly, you're not buying filet mignon. The spaghetti aisle at the grocery store of 54% from 2020, that's a stat. Yeah. And you watch your standard of living crumbling before your eyes, and you think, what happens to the kids now? Well, guess what? You know what happens because Canadians are like this. They internalize it. They say, well, I guess I'm just going to have to work harder. Until you realize that there's millions and millions of people in the same boat. Who knows that? The Department of Finance, that's why they pulled it. And what did they do with that information? This was before the budget. They didn't do anything. You got a grocery rebate, Tom. Oh, yeah. Well, you, you know what their internal polling actually says? People say, number one, I don't even, I'm not even aware, like free dental care. They don't even know what federal programs are, are being passed by Parliament. And then when they're reminded of them by government pollsters, they say, yeah, but uh, my household income is above 70000 because both of us work and we're not at the minimum wage. In other words, if you're a middle class, their cabinet's treasured middle class. Mm -hmm. They are telling finance pollsters, I don't see what's in it for me. That's a problem. It is a problem. Other problems, uh, Labor Minister Seamus O'Regan admitting he's got a problem and um, we're short thousands of oil and gas workers. And so he's saying, look, we've got to grow the uh, payroll by at least 13 percent. And look, what did they expect when you tell people that you're going to destroy their business and do whatever you can to lose their job? People go looking for other uh, kinds of uh, work. It's kind of push me pull you, isn't it, on uh, on climate change? Because there has been there has been this climate change focus. There's no doubt about it. You're paying for it, and yet they see there is the shortage of workers. About 13 percent in oil and gas. That's the wealth of the nation in many provinces. That's a big problem. Minister of Labor in his uh, tabling in Parliament never mentioned two words: climate and change. Never came up. And this was followed by remarks he made in Senate question period back in February 9th. I want more oil and gas workers. He said, more. That's the question from an MP from Alberta, Marty Shields from Bow River, said, how many more? About 13 percent, thousands and thousands and thousands were short. Yeah. And and I don't know where you're going to find them. Um, you know, once the message uh, sinks in and the narrative sinks in that your industry is going to be destroyed, uh, good luck with that. There's not a lot of trust, I don't think, for, that, for this government on that. Meanwhile, I think this is interesting. The CRA, they spent millions and millions to upgrade okay. all their call centers so that maybe, you know, someone could, I don't know, ask a question um, maybe at a, a reasonable time. And what, $206 million over five years in funding and, you st- and there's more delays. Hopeless. Useless Absolutely hopeless. God bless them, Canada Revenue Agency. If you need to call them at tax time, April 30th is your deadline. Uh, good luck to you. you got a 50-50 chance of not speaking to a human being, and that's after a long wait. They, they, they got two, as you mentioned, over $200 million in 2018. It's not going to be like it was before they promised. It's going to be so much better. You'll be able to talk to us. You can talk to a tax agent. It's complicated. We know. We care. What is their service standard? Someone will pick up a phone in 15 minutes, 65% of the time. That's the service standard. They only met that half the time. Why even bother? Like, can we just, why not just dynamite the building? Well, you know, they are going on strike, so your phone call will not be answered at all. As Honestly. Well, who's going to notice? Exactly. There you go. Uh, but I also think this is uh, interesting because we're going to get an announcement today, and I think this is what Trudeau is going to be doing at noon, about uh, more money and more aid for Ukraine. But the... Uh, Canadians, according to the research done by the Department of Finance, uh, we're not really uh, um, in for that anymore. It's like it's it's a pretty large number. Thirty six percent of taxpayers don't really want to give more. More people are opposed to it than are in favor of it. 
uh, majority have no opinion, which means they're opposed. They just don't want to tell a stranger pollster on the phone. Uh, big deal, Alex. Uh, Ukraine has been in default on its debt since last July 21. Their economy is a mess, as you would expect of a country in at war. You know, GDP is down like 30 percent, inflation 15 percent. It's The country is an economic basket case. And people have this conviction that uh, if you give a dollar to Ukraine, you're never going to see it again. In good times, who would care? When spaghetti's up 54% and you're worried about your kids, now you care. That's a problem for the feds. Yeah, it is. Uh, no question about it. But uh, plus, it's going to go on for a very long time. And, um, and you got to oh, wonder. Billions. Yeah. Oh, it's, and, and billions. So, uh, the feds count about $8 billion Canadian dollars in there now. Yeah. Uh, stay tuned on that one. We'll see where the numbers go on that one. Very appreciate it. Going to be a busy day. Going to be an interesting week. Thank you, Alex. All right, Tom. We'll talk again. Get back to your boat.